On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, Closeted Killers, DNA, Ted Bundy, El Chapo, Dads Up in Smoke, Memes, and Man Vision. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. And Petra, I won't be leaving soon. I know. You gotta be nice to me. Leave me all by myself for a while. Well, you and Chairman Meow. Yes. Or uh, Couch Fury. <laughs> couch Fury. More like Couch Fuzzy. Exactly. I don't know about Fury. More like Fuzzy. More like Fuzzy. You're right. You are right. But anyway, um, I had a story uh-huh. about somebody thought they had a ghost in their closet. Okay. Tell me about it. Well, it happened in North Carolina. Okay. Actually, it's been I've been on there for a while. Okay, I think it's UNCG. I don't know what they mean by that. Oh, here it is. Duh. University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Okay. Yeah. So uh, some campus there. Uh, this this young lady kept noticing sort of her clothes being strewn around or kind of not where she thought she had left them that kind of crap yeah it'd be enough to drive you crazy if stuff was moved just a little bit right so she thought she had a ghost yeah and um well one day she came home early from class unexpectedly Uh uh-huh and uh here's here's what she says quote i I just hear rattling in my closet it sounded like a raccoon in my closet (laughs) (laughs) which i love (laughs) i'm like i'm like Who's there? And somebody answers me. He's like, oh, my name is Drew, in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> These are more quote than quotes from her. I open the door, and he's in there wearing all my clothes, my socks, my shoes, and he has a book bag full of my clothes, in quotes. What the hell do you do? Well, like I said, at least he was nice. Like, oh, hey, hi, I'm Drew. I've been... Just getting some stuff out of your closet. See you later. <laughs> he wasn't violent, I don't guess. He was crazy. Wow. Just wow. We are so used to being axe murdered by men in our closets that we just have to be grateful when all they're doing is wearing our clothes. Exactly. Okay. At least it's Yay. better. Could have been worse. Could have been worse, right? <laughs> Well, yes, it could. Well, the dude got arrested. We're not. Good. We're not, okay. We're not condoning it. I'm glad we're not. Cause <laughs> this is kind of horrifying. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Poor old Drew, hanging out in the closet. What the hell? We're living. Okay. What else is in this article? Don't just <laughs> don't just look at me and shake your head. What did this guy do? That's really all there is to it. They arrested him, I guess. I and, guess they, like, how long had he been there? Uh, the, the story's very short. I have okay. no idea. Apparently, it had been going on for some time. Uh, this does say the cops and her say they have no idea how he got into her apartment. Said door, all the doors were locked and windows sealed. and uh, He must have obviously had a key from some... He Previously, somehow got a key somehow. Yeah. yeah. But... Somebody lived there before. Who knows? That just makes you yuck. And I would think, like you see, we've seen obviously the all the shows, all the stuff Uh in the media, the RuPaul. You know, these drag queens and crossdressers—they seem pretty harmless. This is another unique kind of a story about this. Okay, like I think, like so, so it was intentional. He he broke in to wear her clothes. Is what the the article implies. Yeah. Okay, 
I can see that it is better than to wear her skin. <laughs> Definitely better wear better better than that. You know, it puts sure. the lotion on its skin, or else it gets those again. Come on. Yep. <laughs> I think I think Drew would have been more like the person getting the hose. I think uh, he's yeah. probably not exactly. Um, he's probably just crazy, but but not mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's still just a very creepy violation. Oh, yeah. Though. Like, it, it just, there's nothing. I think if this chick had started just wailing a tar out of him, he would have just balled up and just oh, taken probably, it. Oh, <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah, that is, that's odd. That's just odd. Okay, well, maybe he wasn't, like, just living in her closet. Maybe he was just sneaking in and, and yeah, clothes or right. something like I mean, that. I right. mean, I, hopefully... They might have exaggerated, right? Uh, okay. Right. All right. The The next subject, lead right into this, yeah, is right. a, a, a suspected killer eluded capture for 25 years. They caught him because his aunt did ancestry testing. That is really wild that his aunt, yes. his aunt did testing and got him caught. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings up a million questions. Yes. An- yes. Ancestry dot com. Yes. Well, I, it it just says ancestry testing. It doesn't. It does not point oh, to. I got you. I don't. I don't okay. think they actually. I got you. Let's yeah. not say it was them. Yeah. It was some DNA testing yes. service. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. This was a cold case from Alaska. Um. There was a. A 1993 slaying of Sophie Sergi, an Alaskan native. Um, she was, let's see, she was killed on, um, I'm not going to hunt for all the details. Anyhow, um, let's see. 1993. Yeah, 1993. And Stephen Downs, 44, uh, a nurse in Auburn, Maine, has been charged with sexual sexual assault and murder. Wow. How many? 993. Wow. 93. Let's see. Police recovered the suspect's DNA from the, uh, the body at the time. Um, and it had been a cold case all this time. Um, in the time since her slang, DNA public databases have emerged as potent investigative tools. Until recently, DNA samples were passively checked against other records and produced matches when only when two sets from the same person were linked today public databases like ged match are filled with genetic codes volunteered by people with hopes of building out their family trees that helped authorities find the golden state killer um so and people volunteer to give their DNA yeah. to the police to do this. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Right yeah. off the bat, I was going to ask that. Like, I'm glad they caught this guy, but does that mean they're going into DNA databases and all that? So, okay, so it's a volunteer. Give them the information. Yeah, but they can link you up based on your relative's DNA. No shit. It's not just yours now. Imagine wow. that. Imagine that guy. Wasn't he, didn't he say he was a yeah. nur- nurse in Maine or something? Yeah, yeah. Just think, you're in a hospital. Spent 25 years ago, living your life, thinking you got away with this, and all of a sudden, boom, they show up to work, and 
All right, dude. We know you're the one who killed that chick. Come yeah. Well, I, when they found this um, Golden State killer, that's when they started reinvestigating this killing. A forensic genealogist prepared a report comparing the suspect's genetic material from the crime scene to likely relatives. A woman's DNA profile emerged from the search. Like they hmm. they they had a, a likely profile. Uh, matched her. At, she was a, a, an aunt of this guy Downs. The Maine State Police visited visited him Wednesday in his home. He denied any knowledge, um, but they came back and took cheap, cheek swab. He he didn't fight it, and yeah, it confirmed, and and they arrested him. Dang. Yeah. Thought you got away with it. Dang. Nope. Well, I have never done anything awful like that. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. But then we, you know, we were talking about this earlier and it's like, what if, what if they're using it for, you know, denying you insurance coverage and things like that? There's, this is just a little bit creepy. Genetics is going to be, uh, we've said it on this show a million times. It's the we've next had little dis- frontier. It's the next, it is. And that's going to bring all kinds of good and bad yeah. social ramifications. Yeah, you're going to be able to solve any crime like that. Yeah. As far as that goes, I suppose. But, yeah. As long as they collect DNA and process it quickly. We've talked about all the rest of it. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, what was, what's the show we were just watching on Netflix about the serial killer? Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah. Was that yeah. the name of Ted Bundy tapes? Yeah. Right? Is the, that the, the name Bund- of it? Or, yeah. The confession tapes, maybe. Yeah. Something like something that. Something like that. It's, it's new on Netflix and Everybody who has Netflix, it's it's on your recommendation page. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were talking about with that dude. Speaking of like, I don't know, just bad people, murderers, rapists. Yeah, murderers, rapists, whatever. That must have been, I think, if if you were going to be like a, well, or maybe before then too. Hell, can you imagine medieval times being, being a serial killer? You couldn't go very far. It'd be one town. Probably you'd be the town werewolf. I don't mean to laugh about it, but I mean, yeah, you know, I. They you'd, would probably make some. They'd catch your ass. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's just Eventually. a small town. Yeah. I think the golden age, if you were going to be some kind of a serial killer or whatever, would be like after say nineteen thirties or forties till the eighties. Because society was moving so fast that they missed people. People could be missed and and not. I was thinking raise a ruckus. Well, there's that, and I was thinking it, it's the access to transportation. Yeah, like let's just let's just hit in the middle there, like 1960. You could kill people in one town and then take a train or a car and move people to another town. People did it. They had to, right? Yeah. There had to be yeah. tons of these things. I've watched plenty of seasons of Criminal Minds with the yeah. <laughs> You know all about it, huh? Yes. I know all the ways to do this. That's how this damn Ted Bundy, that was part of his. Yeah, I just it, keep moving. They talked about in this documentary, and this is in the late 70s, that even different states couldn't communicate. Yeah. you got to remember this pre-internet stuff. That was only even in the early 90s. They, they bring up a, a good point. In yeah. the late 70s, early 80s, when Ted Bundy was out, his first crimes were in, was it Colorado? 
I think or so. first ones that they Seattle. caught him. Yeah, yeah, the Washington. First, I mean, he he started yeah. in Seattle, but he went to, to Colorado. Colorado, and that and, was when they first kind of got him. Yeah, and those police stations had no ability to talk back and forth, any kind of a national database, any kind of a like we have this profile, of this person. Like that didn't mean shit to anybody yeah. except people in your state and local area. Yeah, like that profile didn't go out nationwide to anybody else. They just bring up a good point about stuff like that. Yeah. You're talking typewriters, fax machines at best. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. To wonder how anybody got caught back then. You know what? It was just somebody really, really desperately wanted to catch him and just followed every lead. Well, or and like the, had some good luck. Or, right. The good luck, I was going to say, or, or these serial killers just fucked up. Or they just yeah. kept going until. They screwed themselves up. Yeah. That's what happened to Ted Bundy. He just, yeah, he just exploded in, in Florida and went. Yeah, he yeah. went crazy in that Florida situation. But in Colorado, too, where he was on the beach there and abducted two people or the yeah. same day. Yeah. But went around to multiple people. Like, what a yeah. dummy. Like, like he's smart yeah. in some way, but you go to like a lake, not a beach with millions of people around, but yeah. uh, millions, but you know. A crowded beach at a lake is not that many people. Yeah. And he goes around to multiple of them trying to abduct people and finally got somebody. Yeah. But it was enough to tell everybody, like, oh, yeah, that guy, he came around. He tried to yeah. get me. He was yeah, creepy. that's where they got the, he's, the he's description. Exactly, yeah, here's exactly what he looked like. Here's yeah. the car he was driving. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Got very sloppy. 70s. Yeah. That was a good documentary. Yeah, it was. It was kind of terrifying. Um, yeah. He just, like, invented. It was a circus. It was crazy. You know, he was only, he was only convicted. I say only. He was only convicted of, like, three. But yeah. then he himself. And I wondered this. I wish they had brought a little more of this into this documentary. Right before, and I don't think I'm spoiling anybody, anything for anybody who's. And he knows that much about him, but I guess it's spoiler alert if spoiler you haven't heard. Spoiler alert, skip ahead. Um, basically, just a few days before he was executed is when he started confessing, or maybe a yeah. week or so. Very soon after he was going to die, then he started confessing to the other 20 or 30. Yeah. Which makes me think, is that really viable? I mean, because all these people are such narcissists. Could he have just been basically bragging and making stuff up? Or did he say, okay, I killed 30 other people, and here's where they're buried to prove it? Like, I just wonder. I think they... There was a bunch of people I missing in that area. I think they question any kind of death row confession like that. I think I don't think they take it as... I would hope. You know, truth. I think they take it as a death row confession and then they investigate you know is this does this fit his profile type right does this fit his his area where he was active does this fit you know mm-hmm. that they would start you know working backwards and yeah look for a body if they can find it and and try to put those pieces together and well, I think give they, those families some closure well i think they mentioned that it that they were in the area of where he was doing his stuff. So, I mean, that lends yeah. to, I, I'm not totally questioning, I, I guess I'm questioning it a little bit, but I, I, like you said, surely they must have checked that, right? I would think, I yeah. Would think. 
So anyway, assuming that's true, this Ted Bundy, like, what, 25, 30 people or more? Just an insane amount. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 30-some. Like, yeah, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah. and and But serial killers have racked up numbers like that. I mean, once they start, once they cross the line and start, oh, golly, it's it's unimaginable. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously crazy if you kill somebody. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, what do you think about the death penalty for that dude? For any dude? Or any person that mass murders people? I think the death penalty is probably more humane than what we were talking about, like solitary confinement for 23 hours a day in a dark cell with right. no, you know, no books, no anything. You know, I, I think maybe I might choose the death penalty over the solitary confinement. Maybe that'd be a good solution is to give the prisoners a choice between the two. Maybe you yeah. can do that. Yeah. If it has to be one or the other. I mean, maybe someday there'll be some something like Clockwork Orange where you can fix people. Yeah. Where they can't commit murder again. But until then... But there are know. some people that need to be removed from our society. We, I think we can agree upon that. There are some people that are irredeemable, need to be taken out of society. I, I think so, 100%. I'm for it in a situation where here's my perfect world. Okay. I'm for the death penalty if you can prove somebody killed more than one person. And my logic is because you might be falsely accused and somehow framed or something for killing that one, one person. person. Yeah. But the odds of two separate trials. cases and yeah. trials and all that of two people, that's astronomical at that point. That, that, that you would be falsely convicted twice for that. So okay. You, you follow me? Yeah, I do. I hear you. So that's I what think, I, would I do. see your logic. I see your logic there. And, and I tend to agree with you. Um, so I'd put those. So, yeah, I'd death penalty somebody in that situation. You know, I'm not big on the death penalty, but there are just simply some people whose crimes are so heinous that, like, like you said, you know, there's there's a chance you know, they're wrongly convicted one time. You know, if, if maybe multiple or whatever circumstance whatever. you can dream up, they but, had the worst childhood. They had this. It was you know everything was stacked against them. Okay. But twice? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's my yeah. thing. This is good. It's been a little show on uh, so far. It's been. It's been a little odd I like and deep it. and sad. I don't know. It's been. I don't know. It's been sad, but it's been. Uh, I don't know. It's been interesting. You yeah. love this crime drama stuff. This ought to be hey, right up your alley. up, don't I? Yes. Tw- I don't know. I mean, I have always been fascinated with forensics and. Um, well, I told you I got to visit the body farm at University of Tennessee oh, yeah. when you, I was I know, in you, college. You love that stuff. Um, we went to uh, uh, brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. But um, Quantico to uh, I don't think we saw like the actual like insides or anything like that. But like an outbuilding, they had uh, this was when DNA testing was just starting. And, you know, their, their, their sequencers and stuff filled up an entire huge sterile laboratory and you look through a little teeny tiny window in and went, oh, 
look. And like now it's like tabletop versions of those things everywhere. Like it's the technology has has come so far so fast. It really is kind of amazing. Well, where you wouldn't want to end up, I, well, you know, talking about prisons and death penalty as uh-huh. opposed to, this is a story I was kind of followed up on. This El Chapo yes. has been convicted. And, of course, I'm sure he's responsible for hundreds of people dying, right? Uh, yes, yes. Well, this place is in Florence, Colorado, and it's the Supermax prison of all prisons of the United States. Florence, Colorado, a Supermax prison, a.k.a. the Alcatraz of the Rockies. <laughs> Listen to some of the people who are there now. The damn Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski. The Boston Marathon bomber, Dakar Tarvonsk, whatever he uh-huh. is. One of the September 11th conspirators, Mazawi. Uh, a shoe bomber guy, um, Richard Reed. Okay. Oklahoma City bombing accomplice, Terry Nichols. Yeah. Olympic Park bomber, Eric Rudolph. And now another one, El Chapo. Dang. That is like the Arkham Asylum from Batman. It really Batman, is. Right? It is. Holy These are shit. like the worst people in our society. If there's such a thing as like aura or some negative energy, that place must have it. Just from those people oh being there, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Those are some really heinous criminals here's how here's what i was reading you earlier i was summarized but here's exactly inmates in this prison apparently yeah 23 hours out of every day in solitary confinement in a 12 by 7 foot cell made of concrete and a small window okay designed so that they cannot have not have contact with others or much of the outside world Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's horrible. You're designing it so inmates purposely can't see the sky. That's what the warden says. You're putting up wires so helicopters can't land. Um, yeah. Wow. This place is not designed for humanity. It's not designed for rehabilitation. Damn. Uh, that's not a place you want to end up. That is hell on earth. That so, is, so for that people, is. so yeah. for people against the death penalty, for El Chapo, for example, he's a uh-huh. good example of somebody's probably killed hundreds of people. Yes, like that's your choice. Either he's going to be in that situation, tortured for the next fifty years, or death penalty. That's that's what these people are facing. Wow. Now that's a tough. It is. It is. And let's face it. Are you going to reform this dude? Are you going to reform Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber? Really? Like, I see what they're saying. They're like, well, we can't kill him, but we can slowly torture him, I guess. Try to make him crazy so maybe they'll be harmless till they die. I don't know what the right thing to do no, in either. that case is. Like, I really... And I think it's kind of... I think it's kind of brave sometimes to say, I don't know. I agree. We don't have to have all the answers. I I don't either. I feel like, man, this is is something that 
that should be debated, like the country as a whole. Like I really I, I, like I don't like our system of justice broken up the way it is right now. That you can in Georgia spend fifty years in prison for shoplifting a yeah, I'm making this up but yeah shoplifting an item worth a value of blah blah you know but if you cross the state line and you're down in Florida you know the penalty is six months in community service like we have a really weird discombobulated system of justice and I think it could be a whole lot I think it'd be a whole lot better for all of the citizens in our country if we had a unified code. It would. Well me and you toured a prison at from a local you know, local project. Yes. And we spent a half a day in, in a local prison. Yes. And I, and we were both we did a podcast on it. We were yes. impressed as hell on the chances and opportunity that these prisoners have to get their shit straight. Yes, we were. It, and, 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 and I mean college classes. These prisoners have their own. They have access to internet. They have email addresses. They all they can have training in welding, electricity, carpentry, all kinds of skills, things to help them get jobs when they get out. And yeah, all kinds. Yeah. It was just. I couldn't have been more impressed. You can start with, if you don't have your GED, get a GED. Yeah. Then you can get college classes. Then you, it was just For somebody who awesome. wanted to change their life, for somebody who walked in and went, ah, oh, hell, I don't want to spend the rest of my life in places like this. Yeah. They have every opportunity to change their circumstances and to reach out and get help. You know, I think groups and therapy and, and religious classes, whatever you need. Yep. And this place had all that. To change yep. your circumstances, your life. But these were people who were. Drug dealers and. Rehabilitable. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. These are people that fucked up. Right. Okay. The they person- screwed up real bad. The prison we went to, they hadn't killed anybody. Yeah. It was basically, they told us, like, there was one or two persons in the whole prison that had killed somebody, and they had been transferred from somewhere. Yeah. Like an overflow situation. The prison we've, we've toured was, uh, they told us uh, lots of sex offenders, drug dealers, and other miscellaneous crimes, like, I don't know, health tax evasion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nonviolent. Crime, basically. Well, all right. No, sex offenders are not nonviolent. No, no, I'm saying all the others that I was okay. trying to say. Like, okay. you know, tax evasion and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Okay. Anyhow. Just what if I'm going to hold you to. <laughs> well, duh, I know that. So it's it was just crazy. And it was good to see that. It was a good situation, good experience for us to see that that is how the system works. Because if you don't see that. Chances are pretty good that your impression of what the correction systems in America are like are probably like Arkham Asylum or whatever, you know, what are you latest. On movies? Yeah, TV? exactly. Exactly. Which is made to be the worst, the worst. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's not like that in Florence, Colorado. Yeah. I mean, what a pit of hell. I can't imagine. 
I really cannot imagine trying to. I mean, I feel like if I could read, you could leave me in a small room most of the time. But if I can't read, that's pretty bad. I don't know if they give them stuff to read or not. Oh, does solitary confinement mean you're allowed to have something to read? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know. 12 by 7. 23 out of 24 hours a day. Gosh, you would know every little crack in the concrete or little wave, every little, you would get to know every millimeter of that cell, right? And every bit of your own mind. You would have to like start disassociating fantasy. I mean, you would really start... I don't know what you would do. I don't know. I mean, like you would, you would really go crazy. That would be a fascinating study, and it's, except it's inhumane. It's that in, even, well, yeah. well, but it's going on, so you yeah. might as well study it. But what does happen to people in solitary confinement? You know the, you know hell. Our national military knows. Yeah, they they yeah. they know in depth exactly what happens because any kind of torture or something like that, the military knows it for sure. Yep. Well, I don't know what it would be, but that's where El Chapo is. All kinds of blood. That's where El Chapo is. Anyway. All right. Want to hear some more randomness? Yes. I don't know what's going on. I've had a few notes for a while, so let's see. Here's a note. Um, My dad's girlfriend tried to help him smoke pot. (laughs) How did that go? (laughs) Not too good. (laughs) 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 Yeah. My dad... He follow the show, lives out in the middle of nowhere, out in the rural country. He's an 86-year-old dude. He's got his own moonshine still, grows some weed. But apparently he doesn't smoke the weed he grows. He just does mostly like the moonshine. He just gives it away to neighbors and friends and whatever. <laughs> you mow my grass and all <laughs> You mow grass. I'll give you some grass type situation. <laughs> but anyway, apparently, I don't know for what reason. I don't know if it's because he having trouble sleeping or something i got the idea it was basically a medicinal type experiment well, come here on, he's 86 years old and if you're ever maybe just wanted it, to maybe just wanted to try it maybe come on. well he smoked for years he, he he quit about 15 or 20 years ago but still he yeah had 40 years of smoking so his lungs are damaged i guess they suppose they're supposed to start healing back up supposedly so, yeah. but my lord after that much <laughs> anyway his girlfriend, Cheryl, and yeah, I'm saying that right. He's, he's 86 years old. He has a girlfriend <laughs> who's like 10, 15 years younger. She's like 70. <laughs> and she's a retired nurse, which is perfect. So you can take care of him. It's perfect. They are the, the, the funniest, best little old couple. I love them. She needs, she's the kind of person that needs somebody to take care of. And he's the kind of person that needs taken care of. So yep. it actually worked perfect. Yeah, and, and and I think they make each other happy in those roles. They seem genuine. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was um, yeah, it was his girlfriend that was telling me this story. And apparently, he took a he smokes cigars once in a while and things like that. But he genuinely, I guess, doesn't inhale. Yeah. And, okay. And I guess from his smoking days, he obviously knows and remembered how to inhale. Uh huh. Well, he, she says he stuffed a like a smoking pipe. Like just full oh. of pot, <laughs> like not just a All little right, bit. We're like, gonna go for it. Like stuffed it full. Okay. 
<laughs> so imagine a Sherlock Holmes pipe <laughs> full of pot, uh, 86-year-old dude who's who's trying to smoke it like you would a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes a big old... Yeah, and she said he coughed and coughed and sputtered and was on the knees, like bent over, just died. <laughs> she said he. Th- she said literally. She said, "Hank, I thought I was going to have to go get a breathing treatment from the from my, you know, my nursing crap at the college." <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, breathing treatment. Isn't it great? Pot Isn't that wonderful? It is. Good for him. Surely you got high. That's why I asked her. I'm like, well, surely you got high over it. He's like, I don't know. He coughed so much. Nobody could Nobody could tell anything. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is. Oh, my God. So that's my dad's uh, experience he's, smoking he's pot. Wild. He's wild. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, can, he can check that off his outlaw list. All right. And he did get to do that. Now we got to get him a ride with the Hells Angels or something. <laughs> right. I don't think you have to worry about him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about him smoking all of his pot. <laughs> No, probably not. Not that we worry about it or care anyway. We're all for the... He's a grown-up. We're on the legal marijuana train, of course. Uh, Here's an observational thing I'll throw out. This is a while back. The Bird Box movie. We thought it was so-so. I I liked it pretty good. You like it? Yeah. Well, shortly after that, and it's still kind of drifting right now, those Bird Box challenges and memes with Sandra Bullock with her eyes closed and these memes, there were thousands of memes. Oh, I know. And they were, and they were funny. <laughs> they, were, they were genuinely, I enjoyed it. Yeah. My point is why I wrote this down and I'm almost sure that I know the answer, but just what do you think? Is that part of the marketing strategy now for the release of, say, movies and pop culture things, do they immediately have a team of people out there just bombarding Reddit and Twitter and Facebook with meme after meme after meme, hoping that it will catch on like that Bird Box meme and then other people start doing memes? Or is it organic? That's my question. I don't know. I put it to you, Petra. I have never thought about that. I had assumed that it was organic because I cannot imagine a marketing campaign that would get it right. That would get it right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of. And I go back and forth, too. I know exactly what you're saying, because like that bird box meme, they caught Sandra Bullock at just the right picture where she's got the blindfold on and she's in the boat. And then it was perfect for memes. She just looks totally hysterical. It was perfect for memes. You could just fill in the blank yeah. of whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, my kids, my like- kids looking at the, my kids in the kitchen when it's dirty and a picture of her blindfolded. Yeah. There's all kinds of that. And it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they release certain photos that they know would be 
good memes, but I think they need. <laughs> I think they need to turn it over to like the Reddit crazy crowds, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 meme it because like you've seen the roast me like threads and the meme me threads and and things like that like like there's just some weird like group consciousness that arises out of of these weird memes i am going to bet personally that it's both okay i think there is a team that absolutely is in charge of doing this and uh-huh. then, and then if it catches on then people will do it and i think people are working on it independently like uh-huh. maybe sometimes yeah. like maybe sometimes the group you're paying uses a certain image or freeze frame and that one doesn't catch on but uh-huh. then people are like oh well but and then they see one or somebody organically comes up with one that does catch on yes I tell you what, like it's spurned on by yeah. like some release by yeah. the the company, right? The company, the company. I tell you what they're doing right now on Reddit. There's a real popular one that's going around, and it's just hard to believe it. It's just random. It's that picture of Thanos uh-huh. from uh, the what is the uh, uh, the fourth Avengers um, Endgame? Yeah, one with all the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. It's the one with uh, Thanos, and he's got all the things in his glove, all his gems. Uh-huh. And and the tagline is reality can be anything I want it to be. And it'll be I don't know. They'll come up with some bullshit. Uh-huh. You know, I got an A on my paper. Should have been an you know, should have been an F, but ended up being an A. And then, reality can be anything I want it. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. No, well, yeah, anyway. that looks like one that the theater or that the the, the Paramount put out or Universal Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Which is fine. And, no, I'm. I'm not. You know, it's getting them some you know more what? advertising. It really I, is. I don't have a problem with it. But, but I think they they're probably goofy if the theater releases it. But if honestly, the good ones really do seem to arise organically. Yeah, I'm I just him. don't think there's that many uh, 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 madmen walking around. In the <laughs> don't think so. Marketing? No, I don't because. I think theater, like movie marketing, is almost universally crap now. They just blast you with it over and over and over and over and over again. You can't get away from it anywhere. There's no, there's no hook to draw you in. They just beat you with it. I know at least ten years or so now. I read an article because it caught my attention that. I don't remember what video game system it was. I don't remember exact in and outs or the video game company or whatever it was, but they had a marketing thing and it was, and it was, and it worked mm-hmm. where in New York or places that are extremely touristy, uh-huh. they would send people out with their handheld, whatever game it was they were playing in a public place and basically get people engaged and, oh, what's that you're playing? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, check us out. Totally marketing. Guerrilla marketed totally, the hell out of yeah. it. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like, like that would be mass way to do it. But I don't know. If you if you hired two or 300 people in an extremely crowded place like New yeah. York City where known 
young kids are gathering, maybe specifically even for that, like a convention or something. Mm-hmm. I can see it working. I think they do it probably pretty regularly. At Hell, like the girl serving water at the what the Emmys, Grammys, yeah, something like whatever that. The Fiji Water Girl. That was yeah, that was an example. You know, I mean, that's aggressively, like that. but I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what but, they're doing. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So anyway, I don't know. I'm thinking that they are uh, doing that. All right. I'm okay with it, but I'm just thinking. Hmm. I've got a note about you thinking I have um, I have man vision syndrome. Oh, you do man vision. We want to talk about it. <laughs> sure. Tell them about my man vision. There's some memes about it, so I must not be the only one. Okay. All right. I, I love you. <laughs> I do, but I swear to God, you can only <laughs> see what is immediately in front of your freaking nose. Reality okay? can be anything I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is only, like, when when Hank comes in from Kroger's, he came in and he had blueberries, strawberries, and something else. And man, you, all you did was just, like, pile up. The, the tall shelf in the refrigerator, uh-huh. the one where, where, like, the gallons of milk and things like that only fit there. Yeah, you put all your stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense to me. Right in front. And That's all I can see it. You say I can't see it, so well, I, all right. so and I then, can see it. And there's, like, a regular argument around here <laughs> about... Like, I only want one shelf in the refrigerator. <laughs> Except he doesn't want just one shelf. He wants, like, the <laughs> like the entire. <laughs> well, just give me the one big shelf. All right. No. <laughs> I'm going to load the refrigerator exactly how I want to. You lose. <laughs> well, you just load it right up there. And you're the same way in the pantry. Like, and you cannot see behind, like, the front row of stuff oh, at all. And you that. just kind of, of come out, like, you look, you take one look, and if it's not, like, boom, right in that kaleidoscope circle of your vision, then it's not there. And I have been standing there before saying, it's right by your fingers on your right hand. It's Move your fingers on your right hand <laughs> right an inch. Hank, just write one inch. If it's a snake, it'd bite you. Hank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help it. I'm trying. <laughs> but you definitely shouldn't stack things behind. Like if you see a can of soup in the front and the can of soup is split pea and ham soup. And then so behind it is all these other kinds of soup. Sometimes. Why does that make sense? Just like. Just got piled in there. Then you have to rummage through all the soup to figure out. So what does he do? He stands in front of the soup and goes, I can't find anything until I come find it for him. And that's man vision. That's pretty nice. (laughs) You're nice to your little old man. It's cute. And like my dad had it. My brothers both have it. Like it just seems to be. I've seen memes about it. Must be something. Yeah. Must be a thing. Like how, like, do you really like, can you, like, honestly, like, Oprah Winfrey wants to know, <laughs> can you honestly not find that for yourself? What do you do when I'm not here? Oh, I guess I would find stuff. But sometimes I just wouldn't. If I can't find it, I can't find it. I'd find something else to eat. It's usually food related. 
Okay. Like, so, uh, you know, I'll just find something else. I can't find the soup I wanted. I could have swore I had, I could have swore I had a can of tomato soup. Mm-hmm. And then I'll look around if I don't see it. Then oh well, I'll just eat this ham soup, I guess. Whatever's in front. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I want to hit you upside the head. Not, <laughs> like not hard. I don't want to damage your brain. <laughs> you can't damage. Don't damage any worse than it is. You can't do that. Yeah, you definitely have that. I got some notes on um, our utility company, our favorite utility company, Columbia Gas. Yeah, uh-huh. This was back when uh, my my little notes are about, <laughs> I don't know who our listeners use for a gas company if they use anybody, but God help you if you use Columbia Gas like <laughs> we do. <laughs> there yet you have no other choice yeah, yeah in our area this if, is like if you have how a, do you feel about your utility companies <laughs> yeah screwed yeah <laughs> yeah uh, there's no other choice literally yeah. yeah um so anyhow so they're jerks they're they're the biggest jerks that have ever lived <laughs> To jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's going on? I don't even remember. We could this. we could tell stories after stories oh, yeah. about how yeah, Columbia like, Gas has tried to I don't know just how they're just jerks. But but this story was where we had them for once over in a situation. Oh. Apparently, one of our buildings, um, one of our buildings that we rent, it's one of the rare ones that we pay the uh, gas meters for oh. some of the tenants. Yeah. Well, Columbia Gas calls us and says, um, we think one of the gas meters is malfunctioning at your uh, office building because there's not been any gas readings. Like the basically, you've used no gas for a month or two, and we think you have a bad meter. So we want to go check it out. <laughs> exactly. Actually, as I say this, I'm saying it a little bit wrong. Actually, it's a renter who does pay this, but the renter is an out-of-state government agency that Columbia Gas would never be able to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah. So they somehow got a hold of us. Yeah, realized we own the building. I realized we own the building. That's the story. Here. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm not being a jerk about it. I'm like, well, yeah, okay, but. Um, you know, what time you want to meet, this or that. And then they start asking a few questions. Like, now, are you the are you the renter here or are you the owner? Who are you? I'm like, I'm, I, own the, I own the building. Okay, well, um, well, normally, you know, we need to know tax ID number, this or that. I'm like, look, I'm doing you a favor, jackass. <laughs> like, you're, you're telling me that, that your meter is reading nothing. So if you want me to meet you over there, I'll meet you over there. But no, I don't know this renter's tax ID number and crap like that. And all of a sudden it's like, well, okay, well, we'll meet you over there. Whereas before, Jesus Christ, you try to call them with anything. Oh. What's your tax ID number? What's your mom's maiden name? What's your address? What's this? What's the billing address? Uh, I mean, they'll grill you for an hour. I'm like, dude, how many much pieces of information do you need before you can figure out that I am the person supposed to be calling you about this account? 
Yeah, they they are really. But when they're losing money, it's like hard. Yeah, when they're losing away. money, it's a uh, huh, okay. We'll meet you over there. Yeah, we'll do anything for you. If <laughs> fuck them, God, that makes that's infuriating. Well, I mean, I, we do anytime that like we're stuck by a new furnace. It's always electric. It's always an electric furnace. A new water yeah. heater, it's an electric water heater. We do not. We'll do anything to get away yeah, from gas yeah. appliances. Let, yeah. No more gas appliances. No more gas appliances anywhere. Here. F you, Columbia Gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, when I had to so, set yeah. those accounts up, too. Like, like. Uh, oh, they just, they ran me to death. And I had to, like, go down you know, to the gas station and set up each account, make each like outrageous security deposit individually. Yeah, you know, it was like they just ran you to death. Well, and and I know every employee of every company. You can't. I get it, but they just overall have this snarky damn attitude. Oh, that they're awful. I want to reach through the phone and just kill them all. <laughs> God damn, I hate them. The last, another one that stuck out in my mind about that snarky attitude shit was uh-huh. the last time, again, I don't know the exact situation, some renter was leaving. We wanted to get the gas in our name because it's winter, something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think that's exactly the situation, actually. So, again, you call them. They ask you that 15 points of information to prove you're who you are. Yeah. And then it gets to the point at the end, they're like, oh, do you have any other accounts with us? Uh, there's going to be a deposit for this. I'm like, we have... Twelve accounts. Plenty of accounts. Well, can you give me an address? I gave him an address. It's an address to one of our buildings that we literally have like a twelve thousand dollar a month bill. <laughs> and she's on a she says in a real snarky way, like Well, I, I guess, uh, Mr. Yates, we can waive this this time, but we normally do have a have a um deposit you'd have to pay for that, but we'll we'll waive it this one time. Like just like they're doing me the biggest, biggest favor, favor in the like, world. Like, like you think I pay you twelve thousand dollars a month. You think you can maybe let me open another account without having to put a security deposit that's, down? That's why oh. I I don't ever want to put another gas line in anywhere. God, I don't I hate care. them. I don't want another gas line ever <laughs> installed anywhere. Like splitting them out, that was just paying them more. I hate them. <laughs> I like it me and you, when me and you can uh, bond over hating a common enemy. Huh. There's nothing stronger than a husband and wife bond. Against, over hating Columbia Gas. Over hating somebody, <laughs> them specifically with us. We can instantly bring them any fight if we just like, you know, I hate Columbia Gas. I hate them do. too. That's right. <laughs> and we can just, t- I think we could probably... I tell you what, it was really funny because I had to go down to the gas station, you know, the one that we like with the Indian guys down there. Yeah. Uh, and, and he felt bad for me because, like, I'm standing in line here with the checkbook just writing, you know, check after check after check for security deposits for these stupid, you know, and you had to fill everything out by hand. You know, I and, know. And they, I mean, they were just, they made me jump through so many hoops and it was so different than working with like the electric company we have aep here and you know once they realized what i was trying to do the electric company just they were like oh 
can you do this by email? And boom, with, I mean, I had a lady emailing me back and forth immediately so that I was able to give them all of the addresses and the meter numbers and get all of this stuff going, you know, and, and Columbia Gas was like, no, you can't have a phone number to talk to the same person again. No, you can't have an email address to, do, you know, like, no, you can't have anything that might help you in any way. I'm sorry. I'm ranting, but I really, they were, were fucking here. horrible to work with. Somebody that we're literally setting up accounts where we pay twelve to 16000 ish a month. Yeah. For. Yeah, and they and they literally what Petra is saying is right. They're like they, they were the most unhelpful. And, and here's another one for my last little my rant on them, and it goes along with your thing. We we inherited we well, inherited we bought some buildings with these gas meters, so we're trying to get the what Petra's saying, trying to get these accounts transferred, which is hell. Oh, it's hell. Yeah. Well, we figured out that some of them have the wrong address. Like, literally, the address that's attached to the gas meter. Yeah. Like, the account number and every meter has a meter number. Yeah. And that meter number, you should be able to give them that meter number, and immediately it's, okay, that's 127 Washington Avenue, whatever. Yeah. They had the wrong address. Oh, my God. To try to get them to change an address yeah. was unbelievable. It took a letter from the postmaster. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what I had to do. And and I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that's what you have to do. You have yeah. to go to your post office, find a postmaster. It has to be handwritten with him signed saying that this meter address is wrong and mm -hmm. request us to change it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. And then you have to fax that somewhere. Yeah. Well, guess what? The fax number's busy, daylight to dark. Yeah. There's no fax in it. There's no local office you can take it to. No, it's, and, and they, they're terrified to give you an email address because... Yeah, that, they won't give you an email yeah. address. So I finally, after just randomly, over literally a week of going and randomly trying to fax it, it went through. And then I never did know. I'm like, I don't know if this will ever get fixed or not. And I think it finally did. I think did. it eventually did. But but that's oh, what you go through. I don't know what you know. what your people's utilities are like, but ours oh, are hell. Oh, yeah. If you come to eastern Kentucky, they those are unpleasant. So anyway. All right. So we'll throw our new sponsor next week, Columbia Gas, <laughs> along with uh, <laughs> we are. <laughs> If we get, if we're still here and not locked up somewhere in solitary confinement. Ah, <laughs> oh, good old Columbia Gas. Come on, won't you guys sponsor the show? We'll help you out. We'll tell them all kinds of good stories on you guys. This Hashtag is, Columbia Gas. This is the tip of the <laughs> iceberg of the bullshit we went on with them. All right, tell them a little bit about our media all right, um, hillbillynerdtalk.com. From there, you can launch into Hank's Twitter, Facebook. That's it. All right, and my Pinterest. I'm on Reddit. Uh, we just recently got the website even fixed up and going. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to complicate things. Yeah. But I would like to have a button on there for Reddit. Okay. Since I am on there, and it is kind of interesting, I'm on it enough to monkey around mess things up to piss okay. all the millennials off on there because yeah. i don't know exactly what you're doing yet but 
<laughs> well, that's like me. They I'm that. like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk in the same tone of voice too, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of on Instagram now too. But yeah, I I'm trying Instagram. I'm not a regular on it right now, but um, it's Hillbilly Witch Eight. So it's H I L L B I L L Y W I T C H. Then then the number eight. Gotcha. So it's not really Hillbilly Nerd Talk, but it's stuff I'm doing that's witchy. Right. Anybody <laughs> switch it someday or maybe not. Who knows? Mine I'm going to leave it that because I like it. You're going to leave it that because you like it. I have um, Reddit is just Hillbilly Nerd Talk, so mm-hmm. you can find me on there. Apparently, people, it's not, I don't even want to get into it. Apparently, you can subscribe to somebody's Reddit feed. Reddit feed, but apparently that's not really what most of them do. Because there was a whole thread the other day of people saying they were weirded out when people followed them or were subscribers on their feed. I'm like, isn't that the whole fucking point? What's the matter with you idiots? Ew. They're like, I don't know. uh, Apparently, you only get on there anonymously. They're afraid somebody's going to figure out who they are if they on their feeds or something. Yeah, like, whatever, you bunch of serial killers. Who gives a shit? They're all 14 anyhow. I know. I swear, I've been on a a bender of blocking idiots on the comments on pins, on Pinterest. Like, I feel like, like, the the comment Avenger in some ways, like, there's so many trolls on there that have, like, five boards they're not following anybody. All they do is get on the comments and, and just stir crap left and right. And and then then there's the other group of people who are 14 years old from all over the world. Don't speak much English, but really like to get on there and stir <laughs> shit too. And it's like, wow, all of y'all need to chill out. Well, I'm taking more control of our Hillbilly Nerd Talk Facebook page and Hank Yates facebook page I, liter- I literally deleted I, I don't know why how i randomly got people that had nothing to do with the, the podcast. podcast or had nothing to do with wanted to listen to our show it, it just kind of i don't know spiraled mm-hmm. i had a couple of maybe 1500 quote friends uh-huh. i deleted all of them but about 10 <laughs> of people <laughs> who i really legitimately thought might have something to do with the show, a previous uh-huh. guest, something, yeah. somebody who's interacted with the show. I deleted so many people that Facebook thought I had been, like, taken over by a robot and, <laughs> made, and made me go through a bunch of security checks. So they thought my site had been compromised. I'm like, no, I'm just cleaning the hell house. Yeah, I'm getting rid of all the damn groups that people somehow got me to be a member of this group and that uh-huh. group and friends of this person and blah 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 no we're starting the hell over so if you want to friend me on facebook <laughs> find me <laughs> At, yeah hillbilly nerd talk is the is the the podcast page and hank yates is mine and yeah get on there and don't be a jackass or i'll unfriend you in a again. second <laughs> i felt so judge i felt so judgmental it was awesome. People good every now and then. Ah, let's see a picture. Ah, oh, that guy, he looks like a jackass. Delete. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That girl, I, I see whatever it was. Just I don't like you. Delete. I don't like you. Delete. Yeah, I have been on my personal Facebook page lately. Um, there's been a lot of people who've been grandstanding about, like, delete me if you don't like what I'm saying. And I'm like, 
Done. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Done. <laughs> oh. And you tell a lot just from people's profile picture. Let's just face it. I mean, I hate to be judgmental and all that crap, but sometimes. Isn't that what we're doing right yeah. here? Hell yeah. Right now. It's all the whole, you know, it just is. All so, right, everybody. We are wore out tonight. We'll talk to you next time.